Affluence. We are a place of women empowering women. This is a safe environment where females are not judged nor afraid to flourish. My goal is to help you live an energized life of balance, whether as a mom, a wife, or in your profession. It is time to have self-worth and self-compassion. Live in the present moment and surround yourself with only healthy connections. So join me, Pro Mass Shua, a woman empowerment life coach, an educator, and a mother of three to help take you on a journey of true identity and inspiration. As a mother of three, I've always strived to be the best parent I can be like many of us do. However, I have noticed a new paradigm for raising children. Those days when parents were in charge are now gone (laughs) and replaced by children of all ages that actually rule the parent instead. We've gone from parenting to just becoming a friend to our child, thinking that any kind of discipline will break or harm our child in the long run. Despite the rise in mental health issues and high suicide rates, it's still essential to remember that our children are not fragile China dolls. They possess remarkable resilience and closely observe our actions, drawing valuable lessons from us. We need to teach them what is good for them. And sometimes hearing the word no, N-O, is actually a learning lesson for them. Parenting rules that shield children from challenging experiences actually reduce the children's opportunities to build resilience. As we look around, I know many of you will agree that the children of this generation are spoiled, whether it's our own kids or just looking in our society. We are not helping our children by spoiling them. According to a child psychologist, you can tell you've raised a highly spoiled kid and how parents can't undo it. He states that spoiled children grow up to be overindulged, selfish, unhappy, and constantly dissatisfied adults. Spoiled children are more into receiving than giving. They are unappreciative of what you do for them. They demand things as soon as possible. They don't consider that other people may be inconvenienced by their requests and expect you to set your priorities aside (laughs) and cater to them. They only think of themselves and they feel entitled and expect special favors all the time. They are not satisfied with what they have. They are used to having all the toys and gadgets, but it's never enough. They always want more and more and more and are completely confused about the difference between their own wants and their needs. Since spoiled attitudes are learned, they can be unlearned. The first thing we can do as parents is, number one, parents, we need to just learn to say no without guilt. When you say no, give them a short reason to help them. You don't need to go into an elaborate explanation and go about why you are saying no. Just tell them why you made the decision really short. 
Number two, you have to praise the right things. Try to praise them when they do something for or with another person. This reinforces the importance of caring. It boosts gratitude. Teaching children to practice gratitude helps them feel happier and they can cope better with adversity and increases their life satisfaction. Number three, Regular gratitude rituals, actually, with your children, if you uh, do it all the time, is really important. You can take turns sharing appreciation at the dinner table. I used to do have gratitude jars both in my classroom when I was teaching or at home when my kids were young. So just constantly reminding them of gratitude is really important. Number four, having patience and waiting for things is another thing that we all have problems with, especially in the day an age of Amazon Prime delivery and DoorDash, we need to teach these kids that it's okay to wait. We need to let them know that we have to wait. We don't get everything immediately. Research shows that being able to pause, wait, and delay is correlated with future academic and financial success. If you are on your phone and your kid wants your attention, signal for them to wait. If they really want to buy something, have them save up money for it. If they're craving a certain type of food, have them make it themselves or wait for another day to get it so that they're they're able to train themselves to refrain from getting that instant gratification all the time. Number five, point out insensitive actions so that they learn to have empathy. Find opportunities for your child to do things for others and create a great cause so they can experience the miracle of giving. We love our children and we should, right? But parenting is hard and we have good intentions, but our hearts are in the wrong places. In recent years, something has gone terribly wrong. Despite our best efforts, Every generation seems to be more miserable than the last generation. What has changed? What are we doing differently? Our society seems to be failing our children. Our kids, a lot of them seem to be a mess. Parents are always complaining about their children, how spoiled rotten they are, how entitled they are, how impatient they are, how miserably depressed they are or anxious. If we look at the past, we realize how parenting has changed. Some changes have been good, others not so good, unfortunately. Uh, Many moms today, including many times myself, are battling with so much guilt. We feel guilty for taking care of ourselves. We feel guilty for saying no. We feel guilty for working. We also have guilt or trauma from our own childhood that we never had a chance to actually acknowledge and deal with. So instead, we've gone to great lengths to avoid having the history repeat itself. So instead, we have swung the pendulum to the other side far away and have created a whole new set of problems for our kids because we are the generation of parents that don't want our kids to be upset for a second not even a second. Instead, if our kids do something wrong, we know if even they're at fault, we defend them so that they don't face the well-deserved consequences that they should be getting for their actions. We make excuses for them. We pave their way for everything. And, And some 
private schools at, you know, there, there's been award ceremonies that I've heard that have gotten canceled due to parents complaining constantly that it's really heartbreaking for their children to watch other kids get awards while their kids don't. I hate to break it to them, but this is real life. There are going to be disappointments in life for your children. And if you are always trying to not let them see that disappointment, it's going to be really hard. If your child is not earning an award, it should give them positive reinforcement. So they try harder to get one the following year instead, instead of covering up for them. But Noah's parents of this generation, we continue to try to fix everything. All of these contribute to a general lack of motivation, poor work ethic, and independence among today's youth. Despite our good intentions, we have raised a very fragile generation. If you compare it to many years ago, you will notice the change. You will notice the change that today's children and young adults are most spoiled and entitled, disrespectful generation in history, with some exceptional cases, of course. To top it off, we are seeing an alarming increase in mental health issues, which is so unfortunate. Many more young children are on medication than they've been ever before for depression, for anxiety, which is crazy. They just can't cope with life, especially if things don't go their way. They immediately just lose it and get really depressed. If we went overboard and did so much to ensure that our children are happy, then why are these kids so angry and unhappy and stressed out? The number one problem is the modern parents that give, give, and give, and give. We are like vending machines for our children. We are the parenting generation of the most elaborate kids' birthday parties with the red carpet, trying to be that Pinterest mom. Back in the 80s, birthday parties were totally different than they are today. Um, I remember my mom would just bake a cake. We would order pizza and we would invite a few friends over on a Saturday afternoon and we would run around, eat pizza and have fun with juice boxes and we call it a day. (laughs) Fast forward to 2023 and times have changed. When it comes to celebrating our children's birthdays, it's a whole different world. I am actually guilty of it myself, of throwing the biggest elaborate birthday parties when my children were young. Gone are the days of celebrating at your house with your besties. Instead, parents compete to show that they love their kids more than you love yours because they're having a bigger event, a bigger party, a horse, a goat, (laughs) whatever it may be. I wish we could relive the simplicity of the 80s instead of pulling cash from our college funds to these amazing red carpet events for their birthdays. If our children don't like the hot lunch offered at school, I again know of moms that would block their day and deliver that fresh burger and french fries strictly during their lunch hour. So their entire day is just to deliver the lunch. Yes, there are moms who actually do this. (laughs) Many of us don't even cook anymore or enforce family meals, which are so important. But in that case, that that in case they've made a meal. And if the meal is a child is a food that the child does not like, then that child is allowed to DoorDash whatever they're craving at that moment. That's not the way that it should work. Our children don't see any wrong for DoorDashing a $9 meal, but paying $25 hidden fees for it. They just don't see it because that's that's all they know. They don't understand money's worth. 
A new poll by the University of Michigan researchers reveals that four in five parents think children today don't appreciate what they have. Over half of the survey of 1,125 parents with kids between the ages of four and 10 years old believe that they spoil their children too much. Another two in five go even further, saying they're sometimes embarrassed by how selfish their children act. Many parents may look back to their own childhood and in comparison wonder what if they are giving their children too much in the way of material things. Co-director of CS Moth Children's Hospital Nation Poll, Sarah Clark states in a university release, we know that gratitude is associated with more positive emotions. Having strong relationships enjoying more experiences, even health benefits. However, gratitude is not something usually children acquire automatically. It needs to be nurtured and taught to them at an age appropriate. First, we teach our young ones by saying please and thank you. The vast majority of the poll believes that gratitude starts all starts with a good manners. While saying thank you is a start, Researchers caution that it's important for children to know why they are actually giving things. To help children learn to be grateful, parents must emphasize why they ask their children to say thanks. Helping out at home is another way to teach children gratitude because it reinforces that everyone in the family has an obligation to help one another. Children, teens, and young adults have plenty of expectations, but no appreciation. Parenting today is more exhausting than ever before because keeping our children happy, catering to their every escalating demand, and fighting their battles is draining. Technology has not helped our situation either. The internet provides instant gratification. They have immediate access to everything, especially shopping, Amazon Prime, door dashing, Ubering, binging with Netflix. Everything is at the tip of their fingers. There's also been a shift in priorities. Traditional family rules have been replaced with a focus on status and materialism for many people. Even the kids have the attitude that they must keep up with the Jonases, and since children learn whatever matters most to their own family. Many parents are overworked, overstressed, and stretched to the very limits. So they either want their children out of their hair, so they give them unlimited access, freedom from one sleepover to another. There's no supervision or routine in their household. Or they feel guilty for not being with their kids and instead compensate with gifts and unlimited allowance. There are teenage girls that are getting extravagant Cartier gifts for their 16th birthday. I mean, I think that's a little over the top since it's training them for disaster. What will this young lady expect when she turns 18 or 21? Or what will she expect for a wedding anniversary gift from her husband? <laughs> so the, the most evident example of our parenting 
shines through our children's behavior. By a certain age, our children can do many things for themselves. We need to stop doing everything for them. Okay, we need to let our kids do their what they can do. Another common parenting mistake is doing too many things so that they just think that they believe they can't do it. If we constantly cater to every whim our child faces in a day, we will create a completely dependent child with tremendous difficulty in the real world. Experts believe that one of the reasons parents do everything for their children is that they are satisfying their own personal emotional needs through their children. Some parents do this because they feel their own parents are inadequate and they didn't do that. So they live in a shadow of trying to do more and more and more. No matter the reason we do this, parents, it's not healthy for our children's development. It does nothing to serve them for their future. Children should not be tethered to constantly needing their parents' assistance for everything or their attention or their approval. In fact, children should take pride in their independence. The parents should encourage that independence, that they should encourage their kids to do more things for themselves, even if they don't do it correctly. But even if it's not the right way, it's better that they, the children feel that independence. Children need to feel capable. If you're always jumping in and doing everything for your child, whether they are illicit, the help or not, you are making them feel inadequate. There is no need to chase your five-year-old around the house trying to feed them food to ensure that they eat. Of course, it's going to be a lot more fun for your toddler to run around, make zero effort to eat while mommy chases or daddy chases and feeds and they don't have to feed themselves. It's because he's being chased and spoon-fed. But as they get older, they're going to constantly suffer from the feelings that they're incapable of handling things on their own. And they will always be looking to you for guidance. The result is a teenager who cannot function socially. We should not be sitting and doing our children's homework or studying with them at high school or college level. They can do this by themselves. It, it's one thing to help them study by quizzing them with flashcards. It's another level if we sit them the entire time that they have to sit time, every single time they have to sit down to make sure that they complete their work. How will they survive in college or in a real life or in their real job? Our children will go further in life and succeed independently if they foster independence. It's time for us to step back and examine our parenting styles. If this trend continues, what will the future generations look like? Our job is not just to raise children, but rather to raise functioning and independent future adults. We must hold our children accountable. We must let them fall. We must change how we think about what we, is truly important to improve our society's future. I know parenting is really difficult. It's honestly the hardest job in the world. And we don't get a manual. <laughs> Thanks to social media and the shift in society as moms, we are constantly shaming ourselves because we are our worst critics. Back in the 80s, 
There was no pressure to go to the gym every day, to look amazing, drink green smoothies, and create Pinterest-worthy meals. Now, instead, we look carefully at the filtered lives of all the others through the lens of social media and feel that immediate pressure to create that perfect family. We must set aside the expecting of the perfect family or perfect parent. There's no such thing. We need to set boundaries for our children. Boundaries teach children self-discipline, safety, and coping skills. Without boundaries, it may provoke the development of narcissism and entitlement. And kids may continue to believe the world revolves around them. It's okay to say no when it's needed. You are the parent and don't let their breakdown scare you. Spend time with your children, but ensure they understand that your time is valuable too. And if you can't just drop everything to meet their every demand, because you have your own things to do, this in return will make them appreciate and respect you more. Model the behavior you desire because your children constantly observe you by showing gratitude and limiting your instant gratification cravings. If you constantly engage in online shopping, door dashing, and fail to put your phone down to make eye contact with your children, they're likely to emulate the same actions. Thank you everyone for tuning in today to Female Fluence. Together we can influence and motivate other mind-like females. Your job is to feel alive, be in control, and always be true to your own self. Please don't forget to subscribe so you can continue feeling inspired. All the links and notes from this episode will be posted on my website, femalefluence.com. Don't forget to also follow me at Female Fluence on both Instagram and Facebook. Lastly, if you are in need of a woman empowerment life coach to help you identify the barriers that keep you from living the life you seek, please send an email to info at femalefluence.org. Remember, my friends, don't just exist, but live your life to the fullest. I'm your host, Pearl Mashur. Until we talk next time.